is season two, episode six of the Nostalgia Mixtape, a podcast that celebrates all things that give us nostalgic feels from the 80s, 90s, and 2000s, as well as new pop culture events with a throwback twist. I'm your host, Ty Gooden. Hello, everybody. This is your girl, Christina. And today we are wrapping up season two with an all recap episode because it's backed by popular demand. You guys love nostalgia recaps. So we're doing a whole episode of them for you today. But before we get into all that goodness, please make sure you follow us on all the socials. We are on Twitter and Instagram at Nostalgia Mix Pod, and you can keep the conversation going with us on social media with the hashtag Nostalgia Mix Pod. If you have any reactions to what we're saying or any additional thoughts of your own, please subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play and Spotify. We're there, yes. guys. We made it. Yay! And rate our podcast so that way people, when they go out and they look for a nostalgia-based podcast, they don't just see white guys come up, guys. They'll also see us and get to hear about nostalgia from a different perspective. And we can also be found on Podbean as well. So, Christina, how are you doing? How are you feeling now that we're coming to wrapping up our second season? I am doing great. Life is good. Uh, Game of Thrones is back. I am super excited. Uh, Like I have been waiting a year and a half like everybody else for Game of Thrones to come back and it's back and I cannot wait. I'm kind of sad the season is super short, but you know what? I'm going to be happy with what I get. That's like the biggest news is Game of Thrones is back. It's so so, it's so dope that they're going out on going out with a bang though. Like I mean, some shows just drag it out (laughs) way too long to the point that it just starts to get bad because they're just milking it for all it's worth. So the fact that they know that like yeah, we're good, we've reached the end of the story that we can tell in this capacity, and we're moving on. And then they got that. um, I don't. I haven't heard anything else about it, but I know there are a couple of spinoffs. Yeah, they're doing like a um, like a prequel. Well. The rumor is that there's a couple of different Game of Thrones related series working, but they started casting. I want to say it's a prequel series, um, which I don't necessarily know if I'm going to watch. We'll see. Right. Because that's um, got something to do with like going way back and examining more with like the White Walkers and stuff. Right. I think so. Mm-hmm. I'm not entirely sure. I haven't read like a whole lot about it. Like I said, I know that they casted um, some people in the show already. Uh and if it's the same people that are, you know, producing it and directing it, you know, it's going to be good. Like, there's no way it can't be, especially like if there's big battle sequences like in Game of Thrones. Right. Like, which I had assumed that there would be because um, the battle sequences on Game of Thrones, apparently two episodes from now when they do the Battle of Winterfell, like it's the longest shoot they've ever done. It took them like three months to do it. Um, and it's just going to be absolutely insane and it's going to be bigger than any of the other battles that they've done on game of thrones i cannot wait except for the fact that that battle is the same weekend that avengers endgame comes out so oh my goodness <laughs> if my favorite characters die then y'all need to come find me because i'm going to be distraught it is going to be a long weekend <laughs> it really is going to be a i didn't long realize weekend. that both of those were happening on the same weekend uh yes. yeah now that i know that uh, ain't looking so good for a lot of our faves it really is not looking so good for quite a few people already. And it, I just, if they kill Arya, I will not watch any more episodes. I'm lying when I say that, but that's how serious I am about Arya Stark. I love that girl. She's the best part of the show. Me too. I'm going to um, be super hurt. <laughs> like she is the best part of that show. Um, but yeah, so life is good. How are you? I'm pretty good. Uh, Doing the same thing I always doing, running around, doing a bunch of stuff, writing a bunch of things, 
Got a chance to do mm-hmm. some cool interviews and stuff like that. Like, uh, got a chance to interview the showrunner for The Shy um, that's doing season two. So that was fun. And um, right now, things feel like they're kind of lifting up a bit because spring TV isn't quite as heavy. Um, so uh-huh. I've been getting a chance to go back and like watch some Netflix series that I've been wanting to see and like some, checking out some of the new stuff because Netflix drops so much stuff all the time that oh, things yeah. just fall up under your radar. But now that I don't have like a lot of my core shows that I watch and I have to cover like Walking Dead, How to Get Away with Murder, all that stuff is on hiatus right now. Um so like outside of Game of Thrones, really the only thing that I'm watching religiously right now is probably Cloak and Dagger. So things I are need to catch up. Yeah, things I'm so are behind. a lot lighter than they normally are. So yeah, I'm I'm good. I am glad that it's getting warmer. I'm ready for spring. Um, and you and me both. We were talking about it off mic, but we're just thinking about some ideas and trying to get things together for season three. Uh, so it's going to be super awesome and we'll have a lot of fun. Uh, speaking of season three, so as you guys know, this is us wrapping up season two in this episode. We will be back and return on the week of May the 13th. So we're taking about a month break. Um, we've been going pretty steady since like mid-January. So it's been a lot going on. Um, We've kind of pushed through both of our busy schedules and everything like that, but we want to try to gear up and come up with some good cohesive ideas. You know, summertime will be right around the corner when we come back and stuff. And there's a lot of fun, Mm -hmm. nostalgia-based stuff you can do. And uh, we're hoping that we'll be able to do something something awesome to celebrate with you guys for our one-year anniversary. Like that's coming up in June, guys. It's crazy. I don't even want to think about it. I can't believe it's been a year already. It's awesome. We've been doing a podcast for a year. What? Like we made it. We weren't even sure (laughs) if we were going to make it past the first few episodes because we were like, I don't know. I mean, neither one of us knew what we were doing. Yeah. You start an adventure. You don't really know what you're doing. You're not really sure if people are actually going to listen and tune in and like we could pull up the metrics and stuff. And it's so cool to see people from different countries and, you know, different States and everything listening and tuning in to people sending us pictures of themselves. Like uh, Kia sent us a really awesome picture uh, that she took with a, who was the picture with again? I just lost it. Kel. Kel. Yes. I almost said Kenan. Mm. And that's because I've got Kenan in my recap. But yeah, um, she took an awesome picture <laughs> with, uh, with Kel and sent it over to us. And so you get little stuff like that. People recommend things for you to be able to watch. And so we're just so glad that we're growing and building our audience and just hoping that now that we're on Spotify and um, getting a bit more of that exposure. And I've been uh, guest on a couple of podcasts myself and, you know, just kind of hyping up our podcast. And as long as you guys keep you know, liking what we do and sharing the things that we do and stuff, we can continue to grow and do bigger and better things in the future. So we'll be back week of May the 13th. Look out for us to come back with a fresh new season with awesome new ideas and a couple of guests as well, hopefully. Let's hope. I hope so. Going to be awesome. So like we said, nostalgia recap all day today. And we've got a lot of stuff. Christina even has a lot of stuff. Usually it's me that has like 75 things. But I'm well, so you proud. had 75 things and then I was like, well, I got to find things. And so what I end up doing most of the time is saving things in my likes on like Twitter because, you know, things happen all the time. Um, I need to just put like a little file or whatnot. But like, you know, Game of Thrones yesterday. So there's like 50,000 Game of Thrones related tweets. Um, Nipsey Hussle's funeral was on Monday. So there was a bunch of those tweets. There was a Star mm-hmm. Wars celebration. So there was a bunch of those tweets. And it's just like, I literally have been scrolling for like half an hour trying to find <laughs> other things to talk about. There's a lot. It's been it's been a week and it's Monday. <laughs> like, yes. 
Yes, it has. So I'm going to let you go first with your recaps. Um, so the most recent thing that has happened, which I thought was dope, and this is going to be really weird because this is very off brand for me, but Ariana Grande bought NSYNC together for her performance at Coachella and I about died. Like I saw JC tweet, like there was a couple of them that tweeted and he tweeted like, is this thing on Uh, mic check one, two, one, two or something like that. Right. And Um, I was was like, what "What does that mean? What are you doing? Right. So, so here's how I feel about J.C. Shazay. And I think I might have said this before, once before, but I will say it from now until the end of eternity. But J.C. Shazay is the most talented member of NSYNC. Facts. Period. Facts. Like, period. I know everybody loves Justin Timberlake. Don't get me wrong. I love his music, too, even though I'm still mad about the whole Janet thing. But we won't mm. get into that today. JC is the better singer. Mm-hmm. JC is the better dancer. He just looks better. Not so much now. He needs a little help. But <laughs> I've always thought that JC was the more talented member of NSYNC, always and forever. Um, he came out with that album in the early 2000s, I believe. Maybe like mid, like 2005, six, maybe. Yeah, I feel like it was four or five, um, something like that. Uh, called Schizophrenic, which, mm-hmm. you know, you can't be going around calling albums Schizophrenic mm-hmm. these days. But yeah. that. Right. That album was amazing. He had a couple of other singles that didn't get attached to an album or anything. Dude was legit. And that schizophrenic album honestly was before its time. And it still kind of is. It sound I was actually listening to it today, like after I watched the performance from Coachella and was just like, this album should have been much bigger than it was. Yes. It was amazing. Um, I love JC. He so, was my favorite one. And I was definitely a, I was definitely same. an in-sync or whatever, but he was always my favorite one in the group same um so she if you don't know she has ariana grande has a song that came out earlier this year called break up with your boyfriend um which is dope song love her Mm -hmm. um and at the end of the song she samples an nsync song called it makes me ill and she sings a couple of song like lines from it as like the the refrain at the end of the song um which it was so seamless and it fit the song and it was great. And so she had them come out and sing that part of the song. She had every member of NSYNC, but Justin. So like Chris was there, Joey was there, Lance Mm -hmm. was there. They were singing and dancing um, to the song. And I want to say they also did a couple of NSYNC songs where like she was dancing with them, like doing the dances and stuff, even though she's not like a big dancer like that, Um, which is pretty dope. Um, They still JC still sounds great. Yes, he does. Um, The rest of them still sound great. Um, I know JC at one point had said he had retired from music, um, which I thought was silly because he can sing and he can write. Because I know I've mentioned before that he's actually written a couple of songs for the Backstreet Boys and a couple of other bands and stuff. Right. Um, And he seems to be, I mean, to be in a fairly good place. You know how some people have kind of fallen off and stuff like he seems to have his faculties about him. And, (laughs) you know, he still sounds good and everything, like you said. So why would you want to? hang it up. I mean, unless there's just like deeper rooted stuff that happened like within the industry. That's the only thing I can really think of. Right. And it could be, you know, just the disappointment from like having an album that you put your heart and soul into and it just not hit like it should. Right. You know, I can totally see that. Plus, you know, he did America's Best Dance Crew for a while um, on MTV, which was great. And hasn't outside of like writing for other people he just kind of been under the radar um and like i said he had a couple of other singles but they weren't ever big deal so i don't think a second album ever really was going to happen um but he deserves 
So I was really hoping that when JC tweeted that it was like he's coming out with a single or something like that, because I would have lived for it. And if he still decides that that's what he wants to do, he can go right ahead. Now, I talked to a friend about it earlier today. And this friend was like, you know, they could go on an instinct tour. We can do an instinct tour without Justin Timberlake. Oh, I am 1000% yeah. fine there. with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see that. I will be there. Justin can, Justin can stay wherever he is. It's fine. JC can sing. You know, Joey Fatone can actually, it could actually give the, op- give the rest of the boys in the band the opportunity to sing. Cause you know, yeah. Joey it was just recently so much on. Joy because the more that Same. I see Justin just not succeed Mm-mm. after what happened with Janet. That's so Mm-mm. petty, but it's the truth. It would just give me joy to see them go on tour without Justin because I'd be like, that's, that's what you get. Pretty much, yeah. Like, I'm totally down with him, Justin not being there. I know it, like you said, it sounds super petty, but like, you know, Lance actually has a decent voice. Chris has got an okay voice. Joe's got a decent voice. You know, he was just on um, The Bass Singer. He was the bunny rabbit in a straight mm-hmm. jacket. Um, and, you know, let's let's do it. Let's do an NSYNC reunion tour. Let's make that happen. I would 1000% be down and would support it. Like I was actually listening to uh, No Strength Attached and Celebrity, their second and third album today. I was just like, these were bops. Like, oh, yeah, these were bops back then, but they still bops now. So let's let's make that happen. NSYNC. let's 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 get it cracking. Um, I know that's a very off brand for me, but no, I, I like it, though. You just go let it go. Um, and going back to being on brand for me. So today is, what's today's day? It's tax day. Today's 15th. Three days ago was the 20th anniversary of I Want It That Way. You hate that song, don't you? I can't stand that song. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we've mentioned this before. And I mean, I don't know if we mentioned it on the show or just in general conversation. Probably both. I don't really like that song. Like I liked it then and for very, very long after that. But at this point, as soon as they start singing, I want it that way. I know there's probably three more songs on the in the concert and it's almost time to go home. Um, I just it doesn't really make sense. Do I'm they tired like of that song? It. Like, I mean, have any of them really spoken out and said whether they care for the song or is it that one they just have to perform and they just secretly can't stand it? You think I have not myself heard them say in any interview or on the cruise saying that they don't like that song now there are definitely other songs that they're not really huge fans of um they definitely don't like if you want it to be good girl get yourself a bad boy which if you want to laugh you should go listen to that song i'll link it in the show notes i have heard that song Um, they hate that song (laughs) uh and it's kind of like Backstreet Boys fans, myself included, are trolling them because anytime they give us the option to pick the set list, that's always one of the songs. And they're just, oh they just kind of roll their eyes <laughs> like, seriously, guys. <laughs> like, I remember the last time they did it on one of the cruises and they only did like half the song. They were like, we're not doing the rest of this. Like, this is all you're doing. <laughs> it's like, this is, no. Um, Kevin went on the record on one of the cruises and said he didn't like their song the one he's like i just just really hate this song <laughs> oh i think somebody asked them if there was a song that they didn't like and so most of them said if you want it to be good and kevin was like i also don't really like the one and it was funny because my concert was that night that they like the same day he asked that question and so mm-hmm. at the concert they started singing that song and everybody just kind of like all the backstreet boys just kind of turned and looked at him and he was just like hey, <laughs> why it's fine <laughs> um but yeah i don't really like i want that way it was cool though like they had it was such a huge hit people, though like it, you're right like the biggest pop song of the last 20 years probably um they asked the fans that so they did a concert 
on the 12th uh, for their Vegas residency. So they asked a bunch of the fans to wear white, mm-hmm. which is the thing. Um, I didn't see any actual pictures of that, but um, they got a plaque because it's like th- that single is three times platinum or something like that or some ridiculous amount of numbers. Um they uh released a video of it that's very like pop-up video-esque it's like the regular video but there's like a banner and border and everything around it um with like different facts about you know where they shot the video and you know all the accolades that it got and all that other fun stuff um which Mm -hmm. i didn't watch because again i don't like that song (laughs) (laughs) but it's just weird to be like that song is 20 years old like that's a whole adult <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. Twenty years, That's man. Crazy. Like, where's what? Where? Where exactly has the time gone? Um, I know we end up talking about that all the time, but seriously, like, where has the time gone? And it just it hits home for you when you come up on anniversaries like this. Like, ooh. right? There's a. <laughs> we all know I work in a movie theater, and so I ran into a girl that I have not seen since elementary school, and I was literally like talking to her while selling her tickets and stuff like that, and I was just kind of like, I haven't seen you in. And I'm counting in my head like it's been 14 years since I graduated from high school and then four years of high school back to middle school. And so I haven't seen you in almost 18 years. That's a very long time to be able to say that you haven't seen a person. Right. Like, like wait, I'm that old? What? Why? Why? So. That's crazy. Yeah. Right. Um. So happy anniversary. I went it that way. <laughs> You said it so. If you said it so sadly too. You're like happy anniversary. Whatever. Never hear you again. It'll be fine. <laughs> the rest of the Millennium album is a bop, though. Like I love the Millennium album. I loved being on the last cruise when they decided on Millennium Night that they were going to play. They literally just pushed play on the album and sang every single song on the album. That's from dope. The top to the bottom, and it was awesome. Um, so yeah, I love the rest of the album. Just I'm gonna. I'm I'm just tired of hearing it. That's the thing. It's not it's not so much that I hate the song. It's just that I'm tired of hearing it. They sing it at every single concert. Anytime somebody covers a Backstreet Boy song, it's always that one. Like they don't have ten other albums to pick from. Right. Uh, that is literally the else. only song they released <laughs> in their mind. This is it. I want it that way. Right. I don't want to hear another cover version of I Want It That Way. The song doesn't make any sense. I mean, for me, it's it's fine. Like else. the lyrics make absolutely no sense. <laughs> but I, I mean, again, I guess that's because. I don't hear it that much. I don't go to concerts or do any of that stuff like that. So, I mean, when I do hear it every now and then, it's like, okay, it's a thing. I mean, I never really liked it a whole lot then. And I right. probably care for it less now. I'm just kind of like, eh, about it. Outside of the, me just going, these lyrics make absolutely no sense whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't understand what the song is about. I don't know if I keep saying this, that there's an original version of the song that makes, makes way more sense that's on the YouTube somewhere. And I don't know if I've ever put it in the show notes but i'm actually going to type it in there now because the actual like original version of the song makes a lot more sense hmm. i'm gonna have to hear that because i know i haven't heard that before only thing i've heard is this and i'm like and i'm a lyrics person so i'm like mm, i don't know what you're talking about but okay backstreet boys yeah they explained it once and i was like i still don't <laughs> no let's just let's go sing something else uh but anyways moving right along on to other uh, music anniversaries since we're on that tip. Um, so The Emancipation of Mimi came out 14 years ago from Mariah Carey. Love that album. That album is super iconic. And like the thing is about that album, 
I think people were ready to count her out, and she bounced. She bounced back in a major way with that album. A lot of people don't have multiple like classic comeback. Holy crap! This album is a phenomenon. Albums and mm-hmm. Mariah Carey's got like three of them. Oh yeah, like her first album was a phenomenon because nobody really had a voice like her at the time. Right, and then. Butterfly was another one because she was breaking free from Tommy Mottola and just kind of mm-hmm. doing her own thing and Whole like new sound, new really look. leaning yeah. heavy into the R and B thing and like just being amazing. And then you know she went through her the beginnings of well, not really necessarily the beginnings, but the beginnings of her mental health issues in our eyes. Um, and people were ready to be like, "Oh, she's gone nuts. She's done." And then Emancipation of Mimi came out, and you're like, "Wait." nope <laughs> like, right that album was amazing the songs are dope like like it's my life is still one of my favorite songs it puts me in a fantastic mood anytime i hear it just the look the style the vocals just everything on that album was amazing the album cover is iconic mm-hmm. with the like gold dress can't suit one leg thing like uh-huh. I remember buying that and just listening to it over and over and over and over and over again. Like I played it in my car all the time. It was just, Mm -hmm. I know that if that album could have grown legs and ran away from me, (laughs) like it it probably, it probably would have, but I do. I love that album. Now I want to listen to it. Same. And like, I'm looking at some of the other songs that are on it. I'm just like, I remember the videos and how amazing the videos were mm-hmm. like she had Wentworth Miller in her videos and Jesus Christ Wentworth Miller is just fine for fine. no reason <laughs> just fine again it's got it's like that we belong together shake it off like all those songs every single one of them just bops At, up and down the entire album oh like, yeah Mariah Carey you are the truth we love you I'm going to go see her Vegas residency. I think her tour is over and I think she might be going back to Vegas. Um, I think. I, don't quote me on that, but I'm fairly certain I think she's going back to Vegas. Did you know Aerosmith has a Vegas residency now? I did. I heard about that. And I don't remember. Like, I feel like it's something I ran into in passing, like on Twitter or something like that. But I did hear about I, that. I kept seeing them post something on Instagram because I follow Steven Tyler on Instagram. And I was like what is happening? Are they going on tour? Like what's happening? And then I was just clicking around on links and stuff and they have a Vegas residency residency. I can't say words. Um, and I'm just like, why can I just take like two weeks and a lottery winning and go see everybody like go see Mariah, go see is Celine done? Go see her boys to men. If they're still out there, see the Backstreet boys about five times. See, uh lady gaga if she's there uh i think britney's vegas residency is done but i want to say she's coming back too Uh, it's just a smart thing to do like it's a it's a smart it's a smooth business move or whatever and you know you're gonna make bank while you're out there because there's always going to be fans and people out there that are going to want to see entertainment Mm -hmm. and they're going to want to get a chance to see someone up and close in vegas you know exactly and like it's also cost effective because you don't have to worry about like traveling with the whole crew of people and taking your stage up and down every other night and right just doing all of that you can just sit there and do your show and like you know with the backstreet boys and with like celine i know one of the things that they're very big about is you know they have families now you know they want to be able to spend time with their family instead right. of being on the road 
360 days out of the year. So like they do three shows on the weekend, then they go home. Right. And then they come back and do three shows and then they go home. Yeah. That gives them the the whole week off to be able to be normal parents. Right. And to Um, spend time if they don't have kids, you know, people that don't have kids, entertainers and stuff to spend time with their spouses and do other things or whatever they got going on. Like, it's so smart. Again, Justin Timberlake is an idiot because he was like, I'll never do a Vegas residency. Like, that means you fail. No, no, actually yeah, it hasn't. No, it's a smart business you're decision. You're right, Justin. You'll never do a Vegas residency. That's what you get. Yeah. i tell you who is doing one, though. Janet's Ooh. doing one. Yes, yeah, she is. Ha, ha, ha. In your face. That just, he gets on my nerves. <laughs> he does. I never would have thought in a million years. I'm like, wow. Just... Could have never imagined that you would just really work my nerves this bad because I really did like you at one point in time in my life. And like, my thing is, the 2020 experience, man, the 2020 experience goes hard. Yeah, You just have love sound, goes hard. Why are you such a jerk? Right. <laughs> I don't understand. Can you, not, can you just stop? I don't know. It's just a lot of people out there like that. Music. People that got to <laughs> stop talking. Like, I put him on that, in that same category with like Tyrese and other people like that. And it's like, bro, just... Don't talk. Just, just do music. Because every time they open their mouth, something not smart comes out. <laughs> I'm like, if you just sing songs and perform and stop commenting on things, especially stuff that has nothing to do with you. Right. Just stop just, it. Just, 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 just shut up. Like, just <sighs> say less. <laughs> right. Say less. Sing more. You're jerks. You're jerks. <laughs> <laughs> well if we ever get famous one day somebody will find these episodes <laughs> I don't know I am taking them off of everything <laughs> I'm going, if, we ever, if we ever get rich and famous somebody is getting paid to scrub all these episodes of us talking junk about people I'm they're going to be cutting all, all of our get out all our recaps it's just going to be the other stuff right I'm going to delete all the tweets. I'm de- Listen, if I ever get famous, my Twitter page is gone. I'm just going to start a brand new one and have a trusted PR person or something like that run it. I ain't commenting on nothing. I ain't talking about nothing. Don't ask nope. me. Nope. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. I'm just going to mind my business. I'll show up and tweet to Twitter bags. and say, hey, and live tweet stuff. <laughs> and that's uh-uh. it. On a personal uh-uh. page that only my friends know that exists. Right, right. <sighs> I'm shady. I'm messy. It's okay though. That's fine. Um, let's see. I've only got three more little things. Um, so I talked about the Star Wars celebration of Star Wars thing that happened. Um, I'm not a huge Star Wars nerd, so I don't really know what it. Star Wars celebration something. It was like a four day conference. Yeah, the big like, out of Star Wars news. Uh-huh. So you know they. Uh, released the trailer for the new movie mm-hmm. um, that's coming out in December and then they talked about some of the TV shows like The Mandalorian that's coming out which I'm super excited about um, they talked about like the video games and stuff that they've got coming out um, apparently they're doing a video game that's like a single player storyline game versus like something you have to like a multiplayer game where you have to be on the internet and all that stuff and so people are super excited about that um so the first night they had the panel about the new movie, The Rise of Skywalker, um, Rise of Skywalker, The Rise of the Skywalker, somebody. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, that's not the important part. So um, in this movie, you know, it's the three newer characters, Poe, Finn and Ray, 
um, and Rose. And there's a new black character named Jana, which I'm super excited about. And even more excited about the fact that she's not an alien. She's an actual person. Right. Like a black person mm-hmm. with natural hair in the Star Wars universe. Oh my Very gosh. Important. I'm just like clutching my fist right now. I'm like, please don't die. Thank you. <laughs> please don't die. Please Let's don't not die. do that. Um, and, you know, it's kind of the movie's kind of a bridge. Well, all three of these movies kind of been a bridge because Luke, Han, and Leia have been in them. Uh, but Billy Dee Williams is going to be in this one. So mm-hmm. they had like the guy that plays C-3PO come out and the new guy that plays Chewbacca and they had like the little tin can that is R2-D2 come out um, and they brought Billy D. Williams out. And Billy D. Williams has not changed. No, he is not. At all. He looks amazing. He's, he looks great. He's still sassy. He's still super charming. Um, could still probably talk the pants off of anybody if he tried hard enough. Probably. Probably have to enough. try very hard. Right. Um, trying hard enough is not a thing. He doesn't have to try that hard. Uh, but it's funny because my my favorite moment, I was watching it because I wanted to see the trailer for the new movie and the title and all that fun stuff. So I'm watching it. And uh, he was like, <laughs> I died laughing because he was like, I'm very tired of people saying that I betrayed Han Solo when I didn't. And then he said, did anybody die? No. All right then. <laughs> and I I was literally making breakfast and watching it and busted out laughing because he literally just said, but, but did, did you die? die? <laughs> and I'm just like, I keep, it made me think of all of those memes where you're like in the car with your friend who drives too fast. Right. And their response is, but did you die? Like, uh, it's me. I'm the friend <laughs> that's driving too fast. <laughs> She is. <laughs> like, Ty, what are you doing? Can you, like, slow down just oh, a little man. bit? I'm, I'm trying, trying to, to get there. Like, anybody got all day to be trying to drive slow. I'm trying to get where I'm going. I got, got shit to do. <laughs> she, gets, she gets road rage. <laughs> I do. I'm like, ah. Yo, I will never forget going to that Tresong concert up there and you were just cussing everybody out because they would not move. Oh, gosh. Every day it just stresses me out. Like I just, I come home with like knots in my shoulders and stuff like that from probably like gripping the steering wheel in rage because just drive the speed limit at least. Like that's the least you can do is drive the speed limit. And then if you're going to go slower than that, go over in the right lane. Don't be in the left lane. If you make it a left turn, drive. don't turn from the far right lane and say, oh, I think I'm going to make a left from over here. No. That's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. Gosh. Uh, <laughs> but I've seen Billy D. I've seen a few of uh, Billy D. Williams' like, panels and stuff that he's done. It's a couple of cons. I don't think he does them a whole lot. Um, but I've seen a couple no, of them. He he just, yeah, he just seems so, he seems so charming and super he fun does. and everything. Oh, my gosh. I'd hang out with, with Billy D. Williams. Bring him a Colt 45. Not really. I'm not going to do that. But um, <laughs> I love Billy D. Williams. And that was just like one of my favorite moments. And I just had to share with everybody because I thought it was hilarious. Um, let's see. What else? Oh, two more things. Uh, I am forever going to be mad at M. Night Shyamalan for the Avatar The Last Airbender movie that I continue to pretend never happened. Um, but apparently it was reported this week that we could have gotten a season four of Avatar The Last Airbender had it not been for that movie. And mm. I just I just am ready to fight mm. everybody. 
Like, I'm not entirely sure what they would have done on the last season of, on a fourth season of Avatar The Last Airbender, because they pretty, they wrapped up, you know, what happened in the last season and the last episodes pretty well. Um, Especially like the last, I think the last four episodes just are pretty much their own movie in and of itself when he defeats Fire Lord Ozai, spoiler alert. Um, But, uh, I don't know, they could have found Zuko's mom and dealt with, you know, a world without the Fire Lord and right. trying to build a new government and you know, we could actually see Toph, you know, create the uh the police force that she ends up heading up and being over and all that stuff. And then when she disappeared into the forest, never to be seen from again. We could see um I would love like a transition season between, you know, the end of what is now Avatar the Last Airbender into Legend of Korra. Um, yeah. You know, see him have kids and, you know, be around his kids and teach his children, you know. At the time that he died, only one of his kids was an airbender. Um, and I think his daughter was an, a waterbender. And then he had another son who wasn't anything, who wasn't a bender at all. Um, so it would have been fun to see them grow up and like learn their powers and all that other fun stuff. And, you know, just children hijinks and just we could have gotten so much and instead we got Aww, a movie that's a- that was hot garbage <laughs> like, <laughs> I saw like, quite a few people having like when I saw that or whatever and I'm not like a super huge fan but I was like uh uh-huh. well that sucks because that movie was trash <laughs> like why garbage. I know that this is a good thing why would you not do a good thing to do a trash thing I don't understand where the logic is missing me <sighs> exactly it's just like i was listening to another podcast a few weeks ago of um this woman i can't remember the name of her for the life of me but she was a black woman she pretty much decided when she was in high school that she was going to become a ceo of a company and at some point in the story during the interview she was talking about how um she was the one that told she was working for Blockbuster before Blockbuster folded and she had told them to create their own streaming services because Netflix was becoming a thing and the CEO didn't listen to her and was like, well, if Netflix becomes a big deal, we'll just buy them out and you can see how that worked out for them. Mm-hmm. It's just like, this is why we can't have nice things because you don't, y'all don't listen to people. <laughs> just, Thanks, Paul. it's never going to be a good idea. <laughs> just... <sighs> Blockbuster could still be around and we could have a season four of Avatar The Last Airbender, but we can't have nice things. We don't I guess we don't deserve them. Just I just want to fight the wind or something because I would like a fourth season. Like, just give it to me. We could have more Uncle Iroh shenanigans Mm -hmm. and like see him with his tea shop. Like, that's literally my favorite part. We could get episodes with the Order of the Flying Lotus. Like there's so There's many so things, many things could you could do there in the fourth season. Like we could have figured out what happened to the Kyoshi warriors and where they disappeared to. And did Sokka ever have kids and just all these other things. But we got nothing. And I am even more so now going to forever be salty. So, yeah, <laughs> I can't just tell. Salty. Really? I can feel the salty. I, mean, I can feel the saltiness coming from me. <laughs> like, I think it's just this is the episode where I'm just I just don't like anything. I don't like I was that way. I don't like Justin Timberlake. She's like, I don't like M. Night Shyamalan. Here's my next recap. I hate it. 
but I'm talking about it anyway. It all. I'm like an old person <laughs> telling it. kids to get off my lawn. <laughs> like, that's what I'm doing. Um, and so my last thing, um, and this is not necessarily a recap for me because I've been in love with these books and have known about this musical for a while. Mm-hmm. But if anybody is a Percy Jackson and the Olympians fan, yes. there's a musical that's been traveling around for a while. I want to see it. And they're actually coming to Wilmington right around my birthday, which for those of you that don't know, my dad's out of the family is from Wilmington. Um, it's not that far from me. And I really, mm. really want to go see it. Um, tickets are actually super affordable. So I might, we will see what happens, but there is a Percy Jackson musical it's based off the first book the lightning thief mm-hmm. um i believe that rick reordered is a huge fan of it um but i would really love to go and see that um i need to listen to the soundtrack it seems pretty dope the twitter page for the lightning thief musical is hilarious i haven't um, seen it i haven't checked it out they talk a, they don't really talk a lot of trash but they're sassy mm-hmm. and they're doing some collaboration Maybe like a, a fan casted or just something out of their imagination with the Twitter page from the Dragon Prince, because the Dragon Prince Twitter is also pretty amazing. It is. Um, which, if you don't know what the Dragon Prince is, the Dragon Prince, and this all just ties back into everything else that I just talked about. The Dragon Prince is a show on Netflix, um, literally about a dragon and some princes and an elf going around and shenanigans um it's produced by the people that did avatar the last airbender Mm -hmm. and written by the guys that did avatar the last airbender it's great and it's amazing yes it's amazing like it's avatar the last airbender worthy you can tell that it's them and actually the guy that does the voice of Sokka on avatar does the voice of one of the princes on the dragon prince um oh i didn't know that yeah um it's funny. I was literally watching the first episode and I was like, I know this voice. I know this voice. Why do I know this voice? And then he exclaimed something like Sokka does. And I was like, oh my God, it's Sokka. <laughs> um, but really, really great Netflix show. No, it's not in the purview of our show, but whatever. Um, so yeah, you should check the Lightning Thief musical out. I'm sure the soundtrack, the original cast soundtrack is out there somewhere. Check out The Dragon Prince. Go watch Avatar The Last Airbender. Forget the movie ever existed. Um, yeah. That's all I got. Those were good ones. Right? Yes. I'm awesome. You did. You did good. You did a good job of balancing and stuff like that. Whereas now it's time for me, unfortunately, to You're just, just kind of all over the place, be all over the place and somewhat ridiculously silly because I just can't get through any episode without, <laughs> without something silly coming from my end. Hi. Huh. If God. you sing that song in this episode. We gonna have some problems. I mean, Don't I gonna, do it. I ain't gonna sing that song. I don't have no Good. reason to. It's not. <laughs> it's Although, not did you list. see somebody? Wait, wait, wait. Did you see somebody's terrible Jodeci tweet on Twitter? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Wait, I'm gonna find it real quick. I sent it to my sister, so there's a screen cap in my phone somewhere. Um. Oh, they were talking about "Please Me" by uh Cardi B. Okay. Um, and it said Cardi B in her song with Bruno, and the song "Please Me" said better. F me like we're listening to Jodeci. I looked up to see who Jodeci, who they were, hmm? and they sound like two rats. Someone said on fire. <laughs> They're gross. How can whoa. anyone listen to Jodeci during sex? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> the, the fact that she had to like look up to see who Jodeci was tells me That's pretty much all I need one. to know. Like you, young as heck. Like this is a conversation you shouldn't even be a part of, right. little person. That's problem number one, right? 
but sound like two. Now, I don't like Jodeci either, because again, two types of people. I don't like Jodeci, but they don't sound like two rats. Someone no, said on fire. Like, come like, on, man. They, I mean, they, they're right. They may not be everybody's cup of tea, but they definitely, especially on then, they did not sound bad. Now, no. I don't know what everybody's doing now. Not Time has slipped away from them, but. I can't stand you. I'm going to act like you didn't see that. <laughs> oh, also one more thing before we move on to Ty's thing. Keanu Reeves is on the cover of GQ this week. Oh, he looks this amazing. Month, or something like that. Looking mm-hmm. like a full table of snacks. <laughs> he looks amazing. That's what happens when you just mind your business and you're kind to people and you're not out here talking stupid. Right. That's it. All you do is like thing. not be stupid, mind your business and be kind to people and you'll you'll look better overall you'll prosper like keanu reeves just looking like a snack although it's weird seeing him like super dressed up because i feel like he doesn't dress up a whole lot like outside of like his acting roles and stuff like that but he looks super comfortable in a suit and again he looks amazing on the cover of gq so please go check that out and read the Mm -hmm. article because the article is also pretty good too it Um, is good so yeah all right let's move on before i keep talking (laughs) Okay, so the first thing I have is that Aisha, the black girl Power Ranger, is actually coming to a convention near me, and I'm <gasps> going to go meet her. I'm so excited. What? Guys, I yes. Love her. So she's going to be at Richmond, um, at a at GalaxyCon up in Richmond, Virginia, which is about like a little bit over an hour away from where I live. So it's like a real quick. Mm-hmm. I could do a real quick day trip up there, and that's probably what I'm going to do because she's going to be there that. Friday and Saturday. So I think I'm just going to ride up. Like I'll probably take my, take my oldest daughter with me right up there. We'll go mm-hmm. up there, hang out for the day and stuff. Cause like, uh, Peter Capaldi is going to be there, um, from Dr. Who and a couple of other really cool people are going to be there as well, but she's the mm-hmm. main one that I want to see. So like, I've already got, got my ticket and I've got my photo up and I'm just so excited because I loved her. Like it was, mm-hmm. it's so, it was so awesome back then. As much as we were like super Power Rangers heads or whatever, to see somebody on Power Rangers that look like us. Black girl. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She just seems so, she just seems so sweet. Like Haran Ashley seems so sweet and personable and people that have met her and gotten a chance to take photos with her and stuff said she just absolutely loves fans. And, mm-hmm. um, she does some creative work. She still works in the industry. Um, mm-hmm. And she does some creative work behind the scenes and she's actually hired people who have worked on the show before. So she's kept relationships with folks from the Power Rangers, you know, the Power Rangers series and stuff. So I'm just looking, really looking forward to her. So that's my, that's like my big happy thing right now that I'm, that I'm looking forward to. And that is happening in just a few weeks. So it's going to be awesome. Tommy's supposed to be at Raleigh. Uh, His name is not Tommy in real life. It's Jason David Frank. But the guy that played Tommy is supposed to be at Raleigh Supercon in may yeah i, I think, think supercon's next month mm-hmm. um and a friend of mine tagged me in it because somebody else from another show uh is going to be there and was like oh we should go meet this person and i'm like oh, i don't know about that and then i saw tommy is going to be there and i was like wait might have to make an appearance because i love I tommy what weekend that have. is we about to find out yeah because i know the, the richmond one that i'm going to is like the very last like it's that very last weekend of may so it's like the 31st through like the second <clears throat> excuse me the 31st through like the second or something of june oh we are so wrong it is july 25th through 28th so it's a ways oh. away i don't know why i thought that one was in like may or 
June or something I feel like, like that. Was too. Uh, everything's scrambly because I mean, so many like little small cons that I've been that I'm kind mm-hmm. of like geared up to go to because Tidewater, um, which is my local con um, here in Virginia, or whatever. I'm going to that one because they're going to have mm-hmm. uh, Carrie Payton, um, who does a lot of voice work. He's done stuff with like Teen Titans and everything. But a lot of people know him now as King Ezekiel on The Walking Dead. Um, and then Nafisa uh, Williams is going to be there, too, who is Thunder on Black Lightning. Did you just say King? whatever on the walking dead mm-hmm. there are kings on the walking dead <laughs> <laughs> oh it's a long story it is just <laughs> there are kings yes on the walking dead. he was the leader of a community called the kingdom because they aren't very creative and he has dreads and he sat on the throne and he had a tiger the tiger's dead now and it's just now the kingdom's dead too it's there's so much going on. <laughs> okay. Um, continue. <laughs> it's a lot. So Aisha's coming to Khan near me. I'm so excited. I can't wait to meet her at the end of May. May's going to be freaking awesome. So that's exciting news. Um, I also saw where Tatiana Ali recently celebrated a birthday. She uh-huh. turned 40 and then she also announced her pregnancy and stuff. And she looks amazing. And Really? Uh, yeah, she's <gasps> so cute. She's so cute. Oh. I know. And her and her husband just seem so sweet. And, you know, like I told you guys a few months ago, back like during the Christmas holiday, Christmas slash holiday season, I got a chance to uh, interview her back then. And she was just the nicest person. Mm-hmm. And she looks again, looks amazing and seems like she's just living a great life. And I just I love that whole Fresh Prince cast because everybody just seems like they're doing so well. Yeah. So happy everybody. birthday to Tatiana Ali. We love you. We will always happy love birthday you. And congrats. Yes, yes. It's so adorable. Yep. So, okay. So for real. It's been 25 <laughs> years since Candy Rain came out. And uh, it's been 25 hard years, apparently, because So For Real was on The Breakfast Club. And, <laughs> and I... They decided to do an acapella version of uh, Candy Rain. And I don't know who those people were or what was going on, but it was, it was just, it was not good. It was very bad, y'all. It's pretty awful. I think there was one person that may have somewhat been on key and pitch maybe and then the other people was just doing something else like uh, I don't know I'm like were y'all trying to sing the same song together or <laughs> what was I don't understand what was happening and they just the whole I went back and listened to some of the interview and stuff today because I was just curious to see how the interview went because I was like boy if, uh-huh. that, if that acapella part went went wild I bet the rest of the interview was kind of crazy some of it was a bit sad though um so I uh-huh. felt a little bad for, <laughs> I felt a little bad for laughing I mean that joint's still funny we're going to post the video in the show notes. But I felt uh-huh. a little bad for laughing because a couple of them have had a heartbreak, you know, and everything. And I think uh, at least one of them has done some time in jail or prison. So, but I'm like, y'all, I hope y'all not trying to get back together and do nothing. Because if you are, uh-uh. you need to let that go and find something else to do. Maybe can y'all write? Can y'all write stuff for other people or produce things? Or maybe y'all can get y'all. I mean, they were kind of they were kind of comedic on the show at some points. Maybe y'all can get a reality show or something. I don't know. But what you what you shouldn't do is sing yes. together. Cause that uh-uh. was terrible. They was sounding like they was sounding like 
present day Jodeci. Um, and we all know what that sounds like because I've sang it multiple times. <laughs> I got through all of my love, do you, and I don't even think I got through the word ever and was like, no. <laughs> mm, it was so bad. I was like, wow. I mean, it just makes you like, it's funny, but then at the same time, you're like, you hate to see people go down like that. And they were like one of those groups. So for, I guess, kind of backtracking a little bit, because I keep forgetting that we have people from different age groups and people from, you know, uh, different parts of the world that may not be familiar with a lot of like niche like black culture or whatever in America mm-hmm. or in the United States, should I say? Um, so, so for real was a boy band and they were out in the nineties and they were technically a two hit wonder. So they had candy rain, mm-hmm. which was like their big smash hit or whatever. And it's just, I mean, they sound so young It's you know, it's got a, like this perfect mix of like pop and R and B in there and stuff. And they were dancing in the video and they just seemed like they had so much promise and stuff, but they were one of the ones that mm-hmm. got caught up in like some LA Reed pebbles, type situation so as quickly Uh as they kind of skyrocketed and they had their second single every little thing i do which wasn't quite as big of a hit but it was still a pretty big hit um and after that everything just went downhill and they just pretty much disappeared after that and now they're back and i just kind of wish they hadn't done that now okay so did did you watch all of the interview i watched bits and pieces of it but where? I did catch that part. I did catch that part where they were talking about kind of why things fell apart. Because, I mean, they asked, they were like, you know, you guys, you know, had a smash single and, you you know, you had worked with Heavy D and all this stuff like that. Like, what happened? You know, and, and basically it was, you know, financial stuff. I don't even think it was really uh-huh. so much that because a lot of times with the bands, you know, it's people not getting along. I think it was just uh-huh. more of the, you know, the financial thing and probably them being so young and getting taken yeah. advantage of, you know, and just not having, I mean, kind of like a new edition type situation, you know? I'm... Just curious as to why they're back together now. Like are, now you, that I missed because I don't even not, I don't even want to know. I just what is mm-mm. what's happening? Mm-mm. Like I just don't. No, nope. like in sync. I I understand getting back together because they had some things to do and they sound great. But like, are y'all doing like? A, did y'all just decide one day that you're going to go to the Breakfast Club? Like, nope. Are you coming out with like a tell-all book or doing a documentary or something? Or are you just four dudes decide to get together and like? go do an interview on the breakfast club i am very perplexed yeah and that was and that was where i kind of i mean there were a couple i just wanted to kind of find some bits and pieces and stuff but that was where i kind of checked out but i know they've been they have to be coming out with music or doing something because apparently based on what i've seen they've been doing their rounds um i think madame noir did a uh interview with them and a whole bunch of other stuff so i'm like uh i don't know but it's just it's it's not good I know a few years ago they were talking about they were going to, you know, get together and do a studio album. And I don't know if anything ever came out of that or what. Mm-hmm. I know like they've tried to get back together over the years and like they'll get back together. They'll record a little bit and then it just kind of falls all apart. So I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I mean, I feel like if you've gone through multiple attempts to try to glue this back together again and it's not working, whoever that was that had some pitch in there, you just need to go solo, dog, like into your own thing. <laughs> You sounded good enough, yeah. it was, maybe it without was them not... to be able to do to make something happen. I mean, you ain't got to be a stellar singer to make it nowadays. We all know that, you know. He need right. to go do something by himself because them other three folks, whoever that was, was it that won't it at all. Uh-uh. Not even, not even close. But that song to is being... a bop, though. Oh, a forever bop. 
And that's what made me even more angry because it's like, if y'all can't, if look, it's like Diddy, you got to come correct or like go away. Right. But even if they wanted to be a part of like a nostalgia tour or something, like, dude, you have two songs that people know. You got to be able to sing those two songs to be on the tour. Like, uh-huh. Say somebody else wanted to do like a do some type of like because you got all these you know B2K just did the thing and you got all these other people now uh-huh. that are jumping on the nostalgia tour train and that would be a perfect opportunity for them to be up there because that's what some of the other groups did that came over with B2K some of those people on the tour only had a few songs that were famous that were you know popular kind of like right. Chingy and some other people like that so I mean I'm like you could get out there and make money and people would pay to come and see you come and do those two songs you know from like the mid nineties but I mean if you exactly. can't do those two songs. Hmm. Still, <laughs> by the way, B2K is still doing the thing, and I would like to point out that we were very wrong because there hasn't been a fight breaking out or anything, or no drama in like the last like three weeks. No, they've they just seem like they've done really tour. good. I'm proud of them. And let's not mention, let's not forget to mention that they've been pulling out all the stops at all the shows because I saw. Uh, Keith Sweat at one show. I saw Genuine come out and do Pony somewhere. Mm-hmm. I saw Shanti and Ja Rule at another show. Uh, they just I love like it. anytime there's somebody in the area, they're like, "All right, let's go," and they just hop on the sh- hop on the stage and kill it, and then go back to where they came from. And it's great. No, I, I love, love it. it. Yeah, I think it's their like I said before when I was talking about it on the I think the last episode. I think it's their last time making that round. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, unless they somehow change their mind by the end of this and say, hey, we want to do me new, new music and stuff. Um, but yeah, I think so. I think, you know, it's their last time making that round and probably singing some of those songs. So they're like, we're going to do it big and go out big. And then I guess everybody's right. going to go their separate ways and continue doing whatever it is they were doing before. I know Owen and uh, Fizz do reality TV and stuff now. That, that's a thing for them. I don't, I don't know. I don't watch reality TV. <laughs> I saw a clip from... Love and Hip Hop Hollywood, I think, is the one that Little Fizz is on. And Fizz's baby mama, mm-hmm. who is well, was dating this girl named AD. Like they were having a com they weren't having a conversation. They were arguing with each other. <laughs> and Fizz was there. And like the only thing you like, Fizz is trying to not be a part of the conversation. He just looks like he's like trying to go to the refrigerator and get his orange <laughs> juice. <laughs> so he goes to the refrigerator and just kind of looks at them like y'all are on your own and then walks out of the screen i died laughing <laughs> yeah which i mean hey I, I, I ain't mad you know get it get it how you live you know if you want to be on reality tv and you know and do what you do i just feel like it's you know in a way it's kind of easier for guys to be up there i feel like with women they're pushed yeah. so much more to like fight and be catty and stuff like that whereas guys are just up there just kind of shooting the crap you know Mm-hmm. stir up a little drama and then they just kind of run away they go get their orange juice and leave you know like I mean I, I don't know but either way mm-hmm. I mean so for real I you know if you guys are hoping trying to get together and stuff like that maybe you know I give you the benefit of the doubt maybe it was just a bad performance impromptu performance or something like that I don't know what was going on but I wish them the maybe, best maybe we'll just put it in the box of things that we pretend never happened with the Avatar's last Airbender movie and we'll do that <laughs> Yeah, so I'm just going to tuck that away. Happy 25th uh, anniversary, Candy Ray. Hmm. Right. Either way, moving on. So Steve Madden is bringing back. You remember those platform sandals that had like the one thick strap across them that so many people were wearing? 
I think so. Mainly white girls. <laughs> just though I don't, I didn't remember seeing a lot of black girls wearing them. Steve Madden is bringing those back for whatever reason. I tried on a pair one time, and those were the most uncomfortable shoes. Oh, those hideous things! Yes, Ew. they are. I mean, it's a simple shoe because really, that's all it is. It's just it a is. platform with just like one big thick strap across it or whatever. But it was just not. And I'm like, maybe I had a wrong brand or something. I mean, we we didn't have a lot of money, so I was trying on an El Cheapo pair. Maybe you need like right some with some cushion in there or something like that. But they're bringing those back for whatever reason. And again, it's just, that's another fashion thing that's kind of coming back around in the loop. Like you got um, Tommy Hilfiger that's, you know, starting to come back and make their comeback and stuff. And FUBU supposed mm-hmm. to be making a comeback and everything. So it's so, it's so interesting to see how those fashion cycles are going back around again. Like mm-hmm. there's a, around the corner from where I am, there's an apartment complex and a lot of kids get on the bus and stuff there. And I ride by every morning and looking at them is just so funny to me because you could take them and drop them into like an episode of like a different world mm-hmm. and that fit right in. And they really think that they're like, you know, doing something like innovative and new with fashion. And I'm like, dude, it's like, no. <laughs> it ain't nothing new. Like you just, re- it's just cycles. It's a cyclical thing. So it's all coming back yep. again or whatever. And I just, it, it, as long as it's the nineties, I guess, because I don't think that two thousands fashion going to hit no more. No, it was a very weird time in fashion. There was a lot going on in the years. Like a lot, a lot going on. I bet not ever see nobody with no 4X t-shirt on again. I didn't even want to see it then. And I know that in 2019, your shirt better not be that big. No, there's no reason. No, it was no reason then. I don't understand how that even became a thing. Like who was the first person that came, was like, you know what I should do? Buy a shirt that's five times too big. 18 sizes too big for me. (laughs) Let's do that. Seems like a great plan. Yeah, and long, long great. shorts and Air Force. Great use of textiles. Right. Just being wasted. Just the best. So, yeah, Steve Madden's bringing those back. I think they have like a partnership with Urban Outfitters, or either both of them are doing yeah. it separately or something. But that's that sounds a, about right. Yeah, that's the thing. And people are, people are seeming to be into it and liking it. So, I mean, hey, if people like it and it makes them feel good and gives them the, gives them the nostalgic feels and they want to, you know, go back for that for that style again, then I say go for it. Whatever makes you happy. Go for it and prosper. Yep. Let's see. What else do I have? Hmm. I got a lot of TV stuff. So first thing I've got is the Twilight Zone has been revived by uh, Jordan Peele. Yes. And uh, I, you know, I feel kind of conflicted about the way CBS is doing stuff because I'm like, why are the shows that are like, produced by somebody black or have a black lead under a paywall. Right. Like you've got Twilight Zone, which is actually really great. I um, I just watched the episode. Well, actually, I can't say just watched. A few days ago, I watched a recent episode that had uh, Sanaa Lathan in there or whatever. And I mean, basically, really? yeah. And it was, I mean, it definitely gives you something to think about. It definitely has Jordan Peele's imprint on it. And I like the mm-hmm. way that he's taken a lot of those old, stories from the you know from the original anthology and have updated them and refreshed them but also put mm-hmm. like his own message and spin and stuff in there like it's mm-hmm. i mean none of them are like you know overtly like scary like you know jump scare scary or anything like that but it's definitely some suspense um and some of the stories and some stuff that'll make you that'll make you think i love it um and i just you know again i just wish it wasn't 
only available on all access. I wish everybody could have the chance to be able to see it on, you know, on CBS or whatever. But yeah, if you so if you guys have all access or, you know, somebody that has it um, that'll let you, you know, borrow their borrow their stuff and and take a look at it or whatever. Definitely check out the Twilight Zone revival. If you like the original version, you'll absolutely love this one. I love it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the things that like me and my dad used to do is watch episodes of the Twilight Zone. You know, there's the Twilight Zone marathon that happens every year for um, New Year's. Right. Um, and it's funny because I always mention it to my dad, like, hey, are you watching the Twilight Zone today? And my stepmother will be like, don't don't mention that. Like, <laughs> she's going to be sitting in front of the TV all day watching the Twilight Zone. Like, but it's tradition. Yeah. Hush. <laughs> I do. My grandma um, loved the Twilight Zone. Like, I yeah. mean, I, there's so many TV shows that I kind of connected with and started watching like that, Star Trek, you know, just mm-hmm. just a whole bunch of stuff that I started watching with, like wrestling. So mm-hmm. my grandma was wrestling like really was before, yeah, before people even really thought about people being like nerds or anything like that. My grandma was like into a lot of that stuff, you know, way before it really became a thing thing. So, right. Yeah, I do. I love the Twilight Zone. So, you know, if you guys haven't checked that out, make sure you check it out because it's really, really good. Uh, all that is coming back. Which finally. Mm, I'd be curious I'm to see. Yeah, I'd be curious to see who they cast in there and everything. The mm-hmm. reason that I am here for it is because Keenan is playing a role in producing it. Yes, so, he is. And actually, I just saw a video of Kel in the writer's room. Oh yeah, like helping, mm-hmm. oh, hanging yeah. out with the writers, planning skits and stuff. Yeah, see that's that's what gives me the confidence in it because I know that they're going to put the right people in there and stuff. I know that mm-hmm. they're going to bring some, you know, inclusion and some representation in there and stuff. I know that they're going to provide a. It, it's kind of like what Keena Ivory Wayans did with In Living mm-hmm. Color, how you're taking those right. young comedians and stuff like that and you're giving them a platform or whatever. I feel like that's what Keena and Kale are going to be able to do with this show. You know, right introduce a whole type a whole new you know kind of take that brand of humor and refresh it and update it for like the modern young audience and bring up just a bunch of up-and-coming people like it would be really interesting to see um if the show you know does well and it sticks around for a bit or whatever to see 20 years from now where those people that are on that version of all that will be right um are there any skits from all that that you would like to see again like anything that was kind of like a recurring skit on all that not really um I just want them to come up with something because I want them to make it their own. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like I like for them to come up with something new, fresh, come up with new characters that people are going to be able to connect to and stuff. Because I feel like if they try to remake or revive those skits, it's just not going to have, it's not going to hit the same, you know? This is true. Yeah. I just want to see the really terrible cook that Keenan used. Keenan. Yes. Oh yeah. Keenan the cook to play was, was terrible. chocolate everywhere. <laughs> it would be dope because I know that like some of the original cast is supposed to make like sporadic appearances and stuff. So it would be dope if Keenan could come back and do that. Like they yeah. find a way to work him into a skit and have him revive that character again. That I would be down for. Be dope. Uh, so good. Yeah. So I'm excited I about can't that. Wait. Yeah. Keenan, there's been no, I don't think I've seen any news about his um, primetime show that he was supposed to be having. Uh, it's probably not coming out until yeah. like the fall if it if it comes out this year at all it seems to be um, in limbo right now so that, that gives know. us a little bit of keenan news to kind of grab onto secured in bags i know that's right and speaking of in living color that i just mentioned they premiered um today the day that we're recording this podcast april 15th in 1990 um and like Ooh. i said before i mean you had so many awesome comedy careers that started there because i mean keenan's just the real mvp he put 
his whole entire family on. You had Jim Carrey and all these yeah. other people who ended up who were, I mean, they were unknown back then and he gave them a chance to be on primetime yep. TV. You had J-Lo being a fly girl and you look at where she's gone now. I mean, just so many people got their start and just went on to do absolutely brilliant things. Jamie Foxx, uh, David Allen Greer, uh, Tom and Davison. I'm trying to think about yes. who else is, who else was up there. Uh, gosh, the lady that judges on Dancing with the Stars. What is her name? Carrie Ann Anaba? Yes, she was a fly girl. Yeah. I do remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, you she got a lot a of people. Girl. Yeah, you got a lot of people that got their start up there or whatever. And so I think that's really dope. Um, and Living Color was probably something that didn't have any business watching. Mm, a little too young to be <laughs> a little too young to be watching or whatever. But it just kind of it was one of those things that was just kind of like in the background of your mind and you remember seeing on yeah. TV and you remember the skits and stuff because you had older siblings and you had, you know, your parents watching it and all of that stuff like that. So I love it. And I mean, it's just awesome to see how far everybody's come from that one show that kind of, I mean, they were really like now when you, you look at it and stuff, you're like, oh, this is not that bad because the landscape of TV and how things are approached on TV and how humor is used is different now. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's some things you're like, Ooh, that wouldn't fly now, but they were right. really provocative for the time. They were. Yeah. I definitely remember some skits where I was like, all right, this is a bit much. Right. Like, yeah. I was like, ah, I missed a lot of that. I mean, but again, that's being a kid and stuff kind of going over your head. But yeah, yeah. living color is, is, you know, it's, it's a part of black culture, black history and stuff like that. You had a lot of people that came up and, you know, performed. I mean, some of some classic performances and stuff like that up there, which is super dope. Hmm. I wonder uh, who's going to do the all that thing. Like the new all that thing. I don't even know who I want to choose because you had TLC doing it for the original one. I don't know. Who could do it? I have no idea. Like, I, part of me wants them to just like, I don't know, get T. Boz and Chili to do it again. Because <laughs> why not? Just bring them back, right? Um, the left eye is dead, and so that makes things complicated. <laughs> like, yeah, it does. It just makes things a little sad. Like, I don't know. I can't think of the. I can't think of the modern artist now that I think would kind of fit in there because they really aren't out. You know, it would be cool to bring in like another powerhouse girl group and get them to do it mm-hmm. but who would that be there aren't really a whole bunch of girl groups right now. you know so they keep breaking up and going solo right yeah so it's like nobody you could really bring in unless you just brought in a solo person or if you had a ariana grande or somebody like that do it you know yeah i could see ariana grande doing it i would love like i mean big sean might be a little bit too old but he could do something fun with it. He could. Like and kids like him. His, like, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They could definitely bring in a rapper. Hmm. That'd be interesting. We shall see. Yep. But in Living Color. I've been tuning in. Been around for forever, ever, ever. I wonder since they're hitting like a milestone next year, I wonder if they'll end up doing something special, like doing like a reunion or doing something like that with some of the some of the cast members. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, that would. That'd be fun. I like to see like one reunion show or whatever for them to come back and do some new skits and reprise some stuff or whatever. So, yep. Yeah. Living color. Long time around. Uh, Dear Ashley, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) 
that was an inspired moment. Don't don't mind me. I think all that is on VRB, um, which is that streaming service that we talked about before that has like a lot of the Nickelodeon shows and stuff on it. Uh-huh. So I still have it, guys. Um, I went past my trial and I actually went ahead and kept it around because I've just been watching random things up there that are wonderful. Uh, uh-huh. And they have added all the Boomerang shows now. So they've got like Flintstones, Tom and Jerry, like a oh, few nice. of the Scooby-Doo series, Care Bears and all of that stuff like that. Care Bears. I know. I love it. it. That's the main thing that I want to see out of all of those is the Care Bears. So I'm going to watch the Care Bears stuff with my kids because that just makes me happy. Yeah. And it's a pretty good, yeah, it's a pretty good service too. You can do like a premium thing and almost get like a bundle in there where you get like a rooster teeth and you you can get Mm -hmm. some crunchy roll stuff and everything like that. So it's a pretty well laid out streaming service and they're constantly adding new things. They've got all of Kenan and Kel up there. Um, I was watching some episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Uh, that was kind of taking up most show. of yeah, that was taking up most of my time. That and then they had the Wild Thornberries up there, and I was watching that too. So the Wild Thornberries is a really good show, right? Yeah, so I do. I like that. So that's a quick update for you guys. If you have been thinking about it or have been on the fence, maybe that is something that will push you over to give it a try. You can also do a free trial and just poke around, see if you like it. And, you mm-hmm. know, I know how it is with so many streaming services and trying to pay for so many things. Um, yeah, or it's a lot. You know, if you don't do that, what you're probably going to end up doing is getting Disney Plus. I don't know who's not. Look, if you're not getting Disney Plus, like I'm totally uh, you like what you like and that's fine. But if you're not getting Disney Plus, we might have to reevaluate our friendship. I mean, it's affordable. It's got all the nostalgic things that a millennial could possibly want. Like this was made for us. All the stuff that they had been talking about um, for Disney Plus, because that's another thing that happened this week, mm-hmm. was they had a meeting with their advanced uh, uh, words. Disney had a meeting with their investors to discuss Disney Plus, and they talked about a lot of the shows that were going to be on there, like the new shows that were going to be on there, the old stuff. But when they dropped the price, I was shocked. Oh, I was sold right then because I just I knew, was, I was like, this is about to be high as crap, you know? I'm like, me and some friends going to have to band together. <laughs> right. I was really thinking that it was going to be like $15, $20 a month. Like, I really did. Um, and so when they came and undercut Netflix by starting at $6.99, mm-hmm. okay, there's a lot of people that are going to be leaving Netflix for Disney Plus, like a lot, a lot. <laughs> like, yeah. Me included, probably. I'm like, mm. I mean, because Netflix really... What am I really watching up there anymore? Outside Nothing. of like Stranger Things, which is pretty much coming to an end, because I don't think they're going right. to run that any longer than maybe four seasons, and season three is already right. on its way. Um, you know, I like Grace and Frankie. I like like a few shows up there and stuff, but yeah, Netflix is if Netflix starting to starting to get up under my skin because they keep releasing stuff that could be cool and like they hype it up right. and stuff and then it doesn't make any sense and then the stuff that's actually really good um and solid and has a strong fan base like you're one day at a time and stuff like that mm-hmm. you're not promoting it and then you cancel right. it and then you're like but you won't let yeah and then you're looking around like i don't know how this else. yeah and you're like well, i don't know how this happened i'm like uh, i mean nobody knew about it like you, there's no promotion right. but then they'll promote something like that siempre bruja show which sucked you know i heard it was garbage um, like, you know, we have talked before about how much of a big fan we are of Sense8, and then they went and canceled that. Uh, I'm forever salty. Obviously, they were going, obviously, they were probably going to cancel all the Disney Netflix, I mean, the 
the Marvel Netflix shows mm-hmm. um, because of Disney Plus, but that still makes me angry. Um, you know, it's just there's not really a whole lot where I'm just like, oh my god, I have to have this service because um, I just don't really watch anything anymore. And see, now the Game of Thrones is back. I've got stars and and HBO through my Amazon Prime. So why do I really need Netflix? Right. There ain't but so many hours in a day and so much time that I can be watching TV. So. Yeah. Netflix keeps jacking up their prices and stuff, but I'm like, also you know, that. you're jacking it up, but you're not really delivering giving me the goods and giving everything. me anything worth continuing to pay that each month, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I Netflix better get it. They better get it together and, and do something because otherwise when Disney hit in November, it's going to be a wrap. Netflix, you in danger, girl. I, I just want Disney. Just put just put the famous Jet Jackson up there, please. That's, that's all I, want. I just want it up there to be able to access it because now I'm having to like piece together like random YouTube videos and stuff like that, which is no fun because you can't mm-hmm. buy the episodes anywhere, anything like that. And I love that show. Mm-hmm. Like me and my kids love that show. So if they could put that up there, that would just make me even more happier. Like I'm already happy based on what they're going to have now, but that would just, that would just take it over the moon for me because I freaking love that show. And I love Lee Thompson, y'all. Like I'm super excited about, you know, all of Disney's back catalog. I'm super excited about the Marvel Netflix shows. Mm-hmm. I mean, not the Marvel Netflix shows, the Marvel Disney, Disney shows, shows, including yeah. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Like I am Falcon and the Winter, between Falcon and the Winter Soldier and the Loki show, like, already sold um just yeah i'm down for wait. it it needs to be november already right I am, I am so down for it and i mean when i heard you know rumblings about it and stuff like that i'm like huh i mean because the main reason i was kind of not really trying to get like emotionally invested in it and stuff because i just didn't think it was going to be affordable you know mm-hmm. it's yeah. it disney you know i just i was like uh, i'm not trying to come up off of 15 20 a month for another streaming right. service because i already have several because i like to try to keep up with right. stuff across different platforms because i write about tv you know but right hmm, when they yeah when they came out with that seven dollars a month i was like oh that's a sandwich like <laughs> you could skip a sandwich and be able to pay for disney exactly. plus i just again i'm super shocked it's a smart decision to make it that cheap but i, I was really like you said i was really expecting to come up off 15 20 a month for it easily like HBO Go was $15 a month. Um, I think Stars is like $10 or $15 a month. Netflix, depending upon how many screens you have, is like $12 a month. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you have Amazon Prime, that's like $120 a year. Yeah. Um, or $10 a month, I think. Yeah. Um, and I only, I only have Prime just because I order so much stuff off of there. I don't even right. really utilize like Prime Video like I probably should there's some good stuff yeah, on there i watched the like middle five of... things there and it's like doctor who i have rewatched the wire in its entirety and then i watch like a couple of other small things up there and that's about yeah. it there's some really good stuff up there like i'm in the middle of the lorena bobbitt miniseries documentary thing Ooh, it's I've really good wanting to, i've been wanting to watch that it's really good hmm. the first few minutes are pretty graphic though fair warning i'm sure you know she's one of those people that i think people made so many jokes and you know we're cruel mm-hmm. about it and stuff like that but now like as an adult kind of looking at it back in hindsight it's like you just have a different perspective on it you know mm-hmm. so i i, I want to watch that and see get some more behind the scenes and some more context about exactly right. what happened you know yeah it's really good i think i'm probably about halfway done with it because i just 
I forget that it exists and then I'm in the middle of watching it. So I end up going back and forth between that and other things. And sometimes you're just not in the mood for true crime stories and whatnot. Right. Um, yeah. I got to be in the mood to watch that What I have seen is really good. And lately I've been trying to keep my spirits up and stuff. So I haven't, right. I haven't really dove, dove into too much like documentary crew, true crime stuff and everything. Cause it's just, it's enough going on. Like right in real time right now that I'm like, mm, exactly. I'm, I'm good. But I mean, I've been trying to hold on to the happy things. And, you know, one of those happy things for me was the Lion King trailer. I'm excited about it. I definitely want to go in. I definitely want to go and check it out and stuff like that. I mean, it wasn't anything like earth shattering or groundbreaking because obviously mm-hmm. we've seen this story before and stuff. Um, I know some people mm-hmm. were complaining because, you know, not enough Nala slash Beyonce in there, but it's like, you know, do hold your horses. Like, you know, she's going to be right. in there. You know, she's going to sing a song. Like you've seen this movie before. Right. This is not a new movie. It is literally a remake. It's going, it's just the same thing with CGI. Pretty much. So I don't understand why people were all upset about it and stuff. And then I also saw people kind of being, weird about people who want to take their kids to go see it and i'm not really sure where that energy is coming from yeah like it's it's a it's a movie the the original movie is a movie for kids like your parents took you to go see it so why is your grown self mad that people want to take their kids to go see a kid's movie right like it's for kids it's not meant for you it's meant to to introduce the story to, to a, a new generation new yeah um and i don't understand i also don't understand people that were mad at how some of the characters look now i am not at all excited about this movie so i don't care either way mm-hmm. but people were being unnecessarily harsh about the way some of the characters look right i understand like, the scar thing yeah, like everyone was mad that Scar was not the same color that he is in the animated series. I was like, but lions aren't that color right, anyway. Right, it's an animated series. Like, you never have you ever seen a lion that looked like that in like the lions. wild. And <laughs> I Scar, understand. and like realistically, Scar looks like what Scar's supposed to look right, like. Rough. He is malnourished right. and kind of shady looking and scraggly looking and looking like he doesn't have enough food because people forget that the reason why he hangs out with the hyenas is because none of them got food. Like... That's their whole thing. Like literally in the song, Be Prepared, they talk about the fact that they're going to have more food once Scar takes over Pride Rock. Like he looks right. like a buster. I don't and know. Like People were wanting him to look like, like Nick Ashford or something like that. And I'm like, like, he's not going he's well, not gonna he's not gonna look like that him. was hilarious right but. <laughs> like I just, that was funny don't get me wrong because somebody commented and said solid as pride rock and i about fell out my chair when i saw that. i showed it to my sister and she just shook her head but i mean that's not what he's gonna, it's, it's not what a lion's supposed to look like this is uh, supposed right. to be a realistic version or whatever so i don't know why everybody was right. all upset about it and then there were some people that were just like you know this is stupid blah 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 and i'm like listen people 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 right. like let people enjoy the things that they want to enjoy and i just find that and, with so many things or whatever and it's a, you know it's a, it's a little off topic and stuff like that but whether it's something that's like a lot of times it happens with nostalgia based things or whatever like they're like you mm-hmm. know oh get over it why are you still worried i'm like listen if somebody if somebody wants to go back and relive something or you know experience something that gives them joy and pretend like they're 16 again for one night or something like that if they're not just bothering or hurting nobody like let them right. do that thing I'm I think I might have talked about this in another episode but I'm getting the f- feeling that like 
people watch things not to enjoy them, but to try to pick them apart. Right. I'm fairly certain we've had this conversation before um, that are just there to watch things, to pick it apart and hate on it. And right. Like if you're not interested the in the like, like you said, it. you're not interested. Like, I'm not going to try to be like, no, you need to be interested and try to like force it down your throat or anything. But right. then you're also not, you know, going around and being snotty about it because, you know, why, why are you interested? Why are you care? It's like, okay, you don't care. I do care. And we're fine. And we just go on with that. I'll go see it. And you probably won't see it. And that's fine. Right. Because there are things that you're interested in that I don't particularly care about, but I'm not going exactly. to throw shade at you or try to, you know, or try to be snotty about it because it's something that you're interested in, you know? Exactly. Like, like I don't get it. People like what they like. Yeah. Be. Just be happy. Either way. I mean, I liked it. I thought it was fine and everything. Like I said, it was nothing, you know, that I didn't expect because we've seen the story before or whatever. But for me, I mean, I think it's a cool opportunity. I'm going to take my kids to go see it. So y'all just going to mm-hmm. be in the theater and be mad when you see me there with my kids that go to the movies all the time. Your girls are going to love it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's part of my perspective on it or whatever. And part of what makes me happy about some things when they are kind of especially like cartoons and you know and and animated things and stuff like that when they're kind of rebooted and revived and stuff like that so that way they can enjoy it and have that same like excitement and experience and stuff that I got to have you know get a chance Mm -hmm. to experience that with them brings me joy yeah so I mean that and I think that's probably I mean that's part of the you know part of the reason and stuff too but yeah I just saw that I was like dude chill everybody chill so I'm excited we're gonna go see it I think it's gonna be fun and I I will definitely enjoy it uh, let's see. So I've got two Buttons. more. Th- yeah, I've got two more things. Um, I have an article that I want you guys to check out. Um, it's a pretty solid article. Uh, of course, it's you know you could definitely tell when something's written written from a um a non-person of color perspective. Um, it was a billboard article that I ran across or whatever, because I think Christine and I were talking about this last time when I was talking about the millennium tour. Um, and I had kind of brought up the question of, have we, you know, are we just now like, is this really the beginning of us starting to see like that wave of 2000s nostalgia? Um, and uh-huh. so this article kind of addresses that and talks about, um, you know, Ariana Grande and some things that she's done recently with her, you know, videos. And now, you know, it's interesting because there she is, you know, bringing, bringing in sync out and everything like that at, uh, at Coachella. And they talk about movies and, you know, and, and fashion and kind of how, 2000s nostalgia is kind of becoming the thing now um whereas Mm -hmm. before it was always all about you know 70s 80s 90s you know theme parties and stuff and we're far enough removed from the 2000s now for that to make sense right and i just think it's super dope or whatever um but it mentions a lot of great artists a lot of good a lot of good up-and-coming moments and stuff like that a lot of good movies um so i have a link for it that we'll have in the show notes so you guys go through and check that out and let me know your thoughts about it um but i would love to see that type of article um and maybe i'll just have to do it myself or something like that but i would like to see that type of article from um different people of color you know what I'm saying? I, I'd like right. to see it from a person from the LGBTQ community. Like what is, what is 2000s nostalgia mean to them? You know? Yeah. That would be dope. Yeah. To yeah. You know, what does that mean to them? What are, what are the things that were a part of their, their lexicon and their specific experience that maybe even helped them? I mean, especially if they're like a millennial or something like that, those are the years that really shape you because those were your teenage years or whatever. So what were the 
the movies and the music and stuff like that, that really kind of help you help them find their identity, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. it's cool. You guys check that article out and let me know on Twitter what you think about it or whatever, because I have read it and I'm prepared to talk about it whenever you guys want to. And so my last thing that I have, um, because I didn't want to, I mean, I kind of hate to end on a sad note or whatever, but I didn't necessarily want to mention it in the beginning um, as I just want to take a moment and just kind of acknowledge uh, Nipsey Hussle's passing. I started listening to his music like fairly early on when he started releasing things kind of in a wider spectrum or whatever. So it was like in the late 2000s. Um, Mm. It was so strange because I had gone on a trip that weekend uh, with my daughter and we had a great time and she had fallen asleep in the car. And so like his album that he came out with, which was Grammy nominated and everything like that um, for one of the best rap albums um, this year, uh, Victory Lap. So I put that on, you know, I listened to it. Like that's one of my favorite albums to listen to now since it came out last year. I just listened to it when I drive because it's got, you know, motivational things. It's got stuff up there to make you think. Um, And I've just always kind of liked his music and been a fan of him. And I've liked the things that he was doing for the community of LA. Um, I loved his articles, um, like reading interviews and articles and stuff about him and stuff and watching interviews, listening to interviews and stuff that he did because he was just so motivational and inspiring. And I mean, he was the ultimate example of somebody who went down a path that wasn't the best, uh, and turned their life around and wanted to uplift and inspire and truly reach back and help his community and pull other people up along with him. You know, Mm -hmm. like the store that he owned, he bought that bought that space because black kids were hanging out right there and they were getting chased away by people calling the cops on them and they weren't even doing anything wrong. So him and his brother decided let's, let's buy this real estate and give them a place that they can hang out and not be bothered. And he employed, you know, people that were felons that, you know, a lot of times society didn't want to give a second chance. He allowed them to work in his store and he had a, um, he has a co-working space out in, you know, out in LA or whatever, where, new creatives are ever to come able to come together and brainstorm. And he was, you know, teaching kids about STEM stuff and programming and stuff like that. And so when I was scrolling on Twitter and I first ran across the news that he had been shot, like it felt like a gut punch in my stomach mm-hmm. because, you know, I was just like, Oh, you know, but I'm still thinking in my mind, like he just, he just seemed like somebody that could just roll with the punches and just be okay. I'm like, he's probably going to be okay. You know, this is going to be a crazy, you know, a crazy story when he talks about it later or whatever. And it seems like no sooner than that came out, the news came out that he had, you know, succumbed to his injuries and stuff like that. And I mean, it had me probably for the first three or four days after I heard it, it had me crushed. I mean, I just, I felt I felt the impact as a, as a fan. Um, I felt the impact as a parent, um, especially from Lauren's perspective or whatever, thinking about what it would be like to lose the person that you, one of the people that you love most and trying Mm -hmm. to explain that and stuff like that to your, you know, to your children and everything. Um, I felt it for his family. You know, I felt it for the whole city of LA, people that admired him and stuff like that. Cause you think about it, he had like one, you know, his, this was actually Victory Lap was actually his debut album. One album, it ends up being Grammy nominated and he filled up the Staples Center. That's the kind of impact that he had on people or whatever. Um, And he had been plugging away and doing this, you know, this rap, you know, rap thing for a while. And I'm pretty sure that there were people along the way that told him, you know, maybe quit, maybe do something else, maybe do this, do that. But he used that and used that platform and stuff like that to make other people better. Um, 
And I just feel like there's so many people that are better for him. I'm so, you know, and it's exciting in a way because it's got a lot of people wanting to know how can I be more like him? How can I make a bigger impact on my community and stuff like that? How can Mm -hmm. I live a life that writes its own eulogy in a positive way? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's a beautiful thing to see. It's, It's sad and stuff like that, but I'm hoping that it causes a shift in people to, to make them realize how short life is, um, how important it is to just immerse yourself and enjoy the things that you love and do the things that you love. Um, if you got something that you want to start, start it, do it. Don't, don't let your fear, um, don't let procrastination, don't let those doubts and those worries and all those negative stuff that comes in your head, hold you back and everything, because there could be somebody out there who's waiting on you to do the thing to help them along the way and encourage them along the way. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to, you know, acknowledge him and his life. Um, All of his music is on Spotify. So, I mean, if, you know, you've been hearing about it and stuff like that, and you were curious to listen to any of his music and stuff like that, you could check it out. It goes all the way back to that mixtape that he released back in 2009. Um, and, you know, I just hope that, you know, again, it just kind of wakes some people up, you know, allows some people to enjoy their life and stuff like that. It makes people want to take action against things that are wrong um, and just encourages us to all be better people. And, you know, it just it makes me so glad that we're doing stuff like our podcast or whatever that's positive, that's uplifting, that makes people smile and just hoping that one day that if we can even have like a, a smidgen of the impact on people in a positive way that he had, then we'll be mm-hmm. all right. And we'll be, really be doing our jobs or whatever. So I'm so glad that we do this together and I love you. Yeah. And I'm so glad that we're friends. Same. Yeah. Agreed. I don't have much to add to the Nipsey hustle thing, but it's sad to lose somebody mm-hmm. seeing his impact. Like on people post his passing you know it's just sad to to lose somebody with that type of impact like especially so early in his career as an artist right um you know there's no telling where he could have gone and what heights he could have reached um had this incident had not happened but um you know the world is a better place for having him here right um his mom is also amazing don't want to get too much into that but you should definitely um find the youtube video of her speaking at his funeral um because it was pretty Mm -hmm. pretty amazing um and uh yeah yep but that's violence gotta stop man that's all i got yeah it does you know like i said not beginning to end on a you know on a sad note or anything like that but i'm hoping that you know there's always you know some some level of joy and anytime you see people coming you know coming together and pulling together for a better cause and setting aside their differences and stuff like that i mean that's that's always dope to see or whatever and so just let it in just let that inspire you you know and motivate you to keep doing what you do and to 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 seek joy like more than just happiness because happiness is fleeting you know like to actually mm-hmm. seek to actually seek joy and do the things that bring you joy and that are going to push you on the path that you really want to be able to go on so that is all I have for my recap. And that is probably all we have for this episode today. So yep. if you guys see anything out there over the next few weeks that you want us to talk about or discuss or any news and stuff, um, make sure that you just uh, tag us in it on 
Twitter or whatever. We're up there. We'll still be updating the page. Um, I know we don't update as often as we like, <laughs> but we still, you know, we'll be updating the page. We'll be checking things. We'll be taking a look at the hashtag. Um, we'll also be checking the email and everything like that too. So if you guys have suggestions of things that you want to hear in season three and beyond, drop those in there. Um, if you are interested in even coming on and possibly speaking with us and being a guest, um, we can communicate back and forth and see what we can work out. We can see where your interests are and see if they, you know, can, can line up with us in a way that you'll be able to contribute to the conversation. Um, and you can also email us feedback if you want to. Um, I definitely like to see more of that, see more people kind of giving their thoughts about things, things that you'd like to hear more of, um, things that you'd like to see us try to do in the future and stuff like that, because feedback, whether it's, you know, positive or whether it's, you know, constructive criticism and stuff like that, all the thing that it does is just, it keeps us motivated and going, lets us know people are listening and it's just going to make us better in the end. Mm -hmm. Did you have anything else you want to add to the recap conversation? No, no I got nothing. I, we will see you all in a few weeks like i said we're gonna take a little break and we'll be back better than ever yes we will so take care guys enjoy the next few weeks and everything and we will talk to you soon okay bye, bye. bye.